Space Oddity Collective. Take two. Space Oddity Collective. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, welcome back to Space Oddity Collective. There was 10 seconds you just didn't. We have not recorded before this at all. This is fresh and brand new. You know, it's um, I'm back from break when I'm the one who's doing the most. Hey! <laughs> uh, I hope you love the Black Hole Tangents Takeover. I'm so tired. No. I'm exhausted. <laughs> What's Black, up, everybody? Black Hole Tangents <laughs> is live on Spotify and SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. So, check it out. Check it out if you get a chance. Check out the Give two. Give us a listen. Definitely do that. Check out the two episodes of the Takeover from the Space Side Collective. And they have their pilot episode and their second episode. Well, the second episode will be up. By the time this episode is out, episode two, did not finish, will be released. But Torrent Tangential Conversationalist is already out now. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. So, yeah, check it out. Support us there. And keep on listening to your favorite uh, Space Oddity Collective right here where we're getting back to it. Welcome back, Des. Thank you. Thank you. Also, we are have a good, nice break. A good reflective break. Mm-hmm. The world is trash. Mm-hmm. Marvel, DC, Star Wars fans are trash. Oh, Star Trek too. Y'all, y'all not excluded from this. You yeah, all are, so... you, you all are trash, and it's because of your negative energy. I had to take a break. This is this is where we have to apparently pseudo officially announce we're changing the entire branding of our content. No. We're never gonna talk about another video game again. Just so you guys know. <laughs> no, but I will. I was gonna, I was gonna bring that negative energy. I was like, I was gonna shit on Joker two, and I was like, take a sip of my wine, watch. and I was choked. It's I fine. don't even want to. Did you? And I already. I don't it's even, let's, gonna let's, be. It's no. No. I, so, that's not a movie that should have a two. No. Before we get into any of that, before the rants, yay! I'm back too. Um, <laughs> staying on the rigmarole of this. Um, that's the Damon Lama writer, Christian Ventura. Hey. The clumsy baker Benilla Lavaria. Hey. Oh, that's what it was. I always forget what it is when he's not here. <laughs> I've been doing this. For I am too. the clumsy baker. I've been doing this for too long. Um, if you want delicious things, but also a mess, it's me. There you go. Nice. As always, you can listen to um, the Space Society Collective and Black Hole Tangents. Like I said, on Apple, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Um, we do have an update from our good friend Denise Takes. She now has a um a website, denisetakes.com. Um, so when you get to the end of the episode, if you look at our credits, the do not take we pretty much the the warning like don't rip off her music will still stay. But if you like the music that she has made, just go straight to the website. And give a donation and get some awesome tracks. And she's also, I believe, if I remember talking to her last, she is updating. That's all I can say. I can't say what she's putting on her. All I can say is she is updating it to, um, to I guess, some more goodness. You never know. I might actually drop five bucks on the track that I heard. I actually looked at the screen. I was like, yeah, I, I had it right there on my phone. I was like, yeah, there was, like, something I did say that I was going to drop. I was going to spend $5 for it. Nice. Nice. Yes. Uh, very, very wonderful work. Uh, if you, if you're not, sh- still not sure what we're talking about, the uh, wonderful intro that we have right in be- the beginning of all of our episodes. Mm-hmm. Mine is Black Hole Tangents. Please support a great artist. Mm-hmm. Grammy. Uh, what the? 
a, even though it's not a like she don't get the trophy. Apparently, if you worked on a song that was won a Grammy, you get an award for it. So technically, I can we can say Grammy award winning Denise takes. Ha! Hey. What? She's gonna get so she's gonna feel so embarrassed by me saying that. But Denise, you need to what's that word I'm looking for? Embrace the accomplishments. Like we got forty eight subscribers, and we almost close to fifty. So, yeah, if you listen to this episode and you're not subscribed, subscribe to us. Get us to fifty before the end of summer. You would not regret it. Trust, you would not regret it because two episodes, one I was on, one I was not, about uh, our flag means death. Not the highest. You'd be surprised what's the highest, highest listened episode. Which is that? Our first D&D episode. A. Coming in number two, me and Benny's Dragon Age Laura episode. And then at three, nice. and, f- and, three and four, what, uh, our flag means death. Nice. With the second um, episode hitting at twenty-two um, streams. Hmm. That sounds oh. like a. That sounds like a. I'm happy with that order. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Couldn't have done it without any of you listening, and definitely appreciate each and every one of you. Tell your friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, seriously, tell your friends. Like if if you spread keep, the collective. Like if you keep on our cult. Like I mean, collective. It's a collective. It's not a cult. Yeah, we're we're Just collectively a cult. We got Kool-Aid. Join so join the cult. Uh, and keep um, retweeting that link. Especially you what we uh, I was about to say what we do in the shadows. I, I actually watched that I watched the movie. Not the show yet, but I watched the movie. Uh our flag means death. <laughs> uh keep sharing the link on, on Twitter. I am surprised. Because I'm like, that's the only engagement I ever got on Twitter. I mean Shit's hot right now. <laughs> I, know, I know it's hot, but I'm like, I have, I have so many theories. There's so many things I want. Like, oh, I could just go on a rant at the drop of a hat with our flag means death. Like, if we ever do get, uh, well, not if, when we do get the Steed, um, and Ed reunion, like. I want Ed to be all like mad and pissy, be like, you left me. And then Steve would be like, you left me too. And then Ed would be like, well, I came back. And then Steve would just gesture wildly to himself because he's like, I'm back now. And then it would just be fucking hysterical. So, sorry. I, I think it's going to be, a, I can think it's kind of my theory now. I have a theory. Mm-hmm. We watching the season finale. This is what I think. Steve's going to get his ass whooped by Blackbeard. And then it's going to be like a good number of episodes where him recovering and trying to like reconcile like okay i kind of i did fucked up and then black bear is going to be like fuck and then at the season finale we're gonna finally get together they're gonna play that trope like every tv show tv show does the will they won't they and then by the season finale they finally do that's my theory mm-hmm. they're gonna make people wait have them on the edge of their seat every episode and i already know people's already uh, worried about alawande and jim but i think they're solid so that's my theory oh yeah christian has to go He'll be back. So I probably, probably you didn't need to like point that out, but it's fine. <laughs> I was like, oh, I forgot. I looked at the. I literally moved OBS <laughs> and looked at it. I was like, oh, we can just say he went to the bathroom. And we can just edit. We just edit this little bit out. It's totally fine. No, but uh, yeah, he went, to the ba- he went to the bathroom. He had the runs. He had, ta- he had taco. He had Taco Bell. This is why you don't need Taco Bell people before a podcast because you're really gonna get in the runs. How was the Taco Bell? Did it run through you? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, told you. Told you, people. Do not 
Uh, you know that that I know I understand people are are excited for the Mexican pizza, but I, uh, not he hitting me well right now. Say people, new if you're trying to get to podcasting, you listen to us. Um, well, thank you once again. Do not eat food that make you give that give you the shits before recording. So would you call it a Mexican puncha? <laughs> Ow. No. Ow. Rich is giving me the finger. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. We still did the radio show. I didn't take a piss before we did the radio show, and we was stuck in the fucking studio at the the fucking campus radio station. I'm like, fuck. And I. And no, it, I remember that because I remember. <laughs> I remember recording in there. And there'd be times when you'd literally be like, man, like I, like I could see it in your face. And then when we'd be on like the song break, you'd be like, man, I wish I could run over right now. It's like, yeah, it's too far. No, it's not that far. It was literally within like a jump. But here was the thing though. It was always at the time, our show, Radio Show, was always at the time where the fucking janitor wants to start cleaning. Oh, that's right. Because we would always record late. I'm like, one, I did technically request that studio time. In the radio station right and two i keep forgetting sometimes the janitor don't come in at midnight and clean the fucking bathrooms no they come in at seven because the night students comes in so they're like, well, let's just clean it here right now yeah like might as well just do it now so that way it's a good thing for the students that are there late but not for us in the studio <laughs> so i'm like fuck it sounds like there's some unresolved uh trauma from the studio time you know, you. the, the studio is like forging us in fire. I would say there was, <laughs> there was one day, I go in, because I'm, I'm always on campus. I was always on campus before Christian came in. All of a sudden, nothing would record, nothing would broadcast. The person before us fucked up the um, the switchboards and everything. Yeah, I remember that. Like we we literally posted Instagram stories about that. I think. Yeah, and. Me being smart and actually taking notes on my orientation and taking pictures, I fixed it, <laughs> but gave a fair warning to the, we only had, that was like the shortest broadcast we had because by the time we got it to fucking work, we only had like maybe like 30, 40 minutes left. So we just burned through those 30, 40 minutes and then told the dudes who had a boxing show after us, like, this is what happened. And just like, I'll already sent the email. They'll check yeah. it it was like cool thank you for the heads up yeah that was super annoying because it delayed us so much and i was like i knew the person who did i was like i know who's before me but since i wasn't there before they left i was like who but that prepared us that that that, that prepared us and it showed that i can actually do a radio show if i did career to tra- tra- uh, career trajectory there we go pretty yeah nice, no nice it was it was no matter what, the experience of it was great, and I honestly think invaluable. Yeah, and I'll, honestly, I do I miss it just to be able to just to play music. Yeah, that was always a nice part. And then we only had like maybe like fifteen minutes to do news. Yeah, the news this happened this past week, Summer Games Fest. Um, I'll just be honest with you, there was nothing interesting. <laughs> I learned <laughs> the only thing I put in our description: Redfall open world first person shooter from arcane studios the same people who did um death loop um choo choo one looks good um with Did magic you? with magical vampires it's like oh, i can't remember what it is it's like something choo choo 
Choo Choo Charlie or Choo Choo Charlies. And so it's this one guy. He's he's the lone creator slash developer. And so like when you look at this game, you're like, holy shit. Okay. Um, oh. But yeah, you're stuck on an island and uh, you have to fight a demonic uh, fighter train that is trying to kill you. And so the whole premise of the game is to like upgrade your stuff so then you can defeat him in one-on-one combat but then there's also like like cultists on the island that will try and like capture you to feed you to choo choo charlie throughout the game and it looks just fucking insane wild uh fun fun times yeah no it's crazy yeah what does one do and it's just one do developing it by himself man you know it's like you think about like the one person developers, right? Like originally Mojang and well not originally, but I mean you get what I mean. Like Mojang and Dude, um, Minecraft. Yeah, like uh, what what's it what's the name of that one? Um Ardu. Oh my god. There was there was at least a multiple like either one person or like even just three people studios that made a lot of the games that are technically like the indie uh, based ones that everybody loves now. The ones who made Cuphead and the dude who played um uh, who made uh, Stardew and is making choc- um, Chocolatier Mansion? Or was it Financier? I know this, he's making another one by himself. So there is, they're out there. It's just I don't think they get it. And they actually didn't. No, I know Cuphead showed another um, their final DLC during Summer Games Fest. And then uh, the dude who made uh, Stardew is not showing anything yet. But um, Redfall looks good. Magical Vampires. I'm hmm. fucks with that. Um, and that one seems pretty cool. Witchfire looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that looks fun with like magic guns and witchy I, shit. I think I, um, I had to rewatch that because I think I fell asleep looking at that trailer. It's uh, Epic Games is doing that one, so it'll definitely be like frenetic for sure. Um, and then uh, Starfield uh, yeah. looks pretty boring. It looks like Outer Worlds, but enhanced. It's Mass Effect with Call of Duty gameplay. Thinking that's exactly what I was thinking. The only thing is, though, I I get it not wanting to hire a voice actor to play the prota- to play the protagonist, but there's just certain games where you just feel like, do we really got to keep on going with the sign of protagonist? And when they and when you see them eat, when you see the NPC emote and say, are you you're being very emotive? But the protagonist is fucking silent. It's like, yeah. I was like, do, I'm like, for the Outer Worlds, it was the last game that I could tolerate it. The only reason I tolerated it because I was doing the, like when they said sarcastically, so I would say the line sarcastically. So I'm like, like I'm actually saying it, and they replied. Like every other voice actor in that game was doing such a great job that you were like, you know, whatever. Me, it's fine. Let me reply, but like, let me reply to the voice actor. But like, Bethesda is has always been so hit and miss with voice actors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just I mean, four got a little bit better, but like, also, whoever the voice director was uh, for the two main leads failed miserably. Um. Sure. Much like how they did with Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> Let's get a Nolan North type, but not Nolan North. Um, but I mean, it's 
And it's there's so many moving parts, obviously so many tiny things. The studio crunch, th- the fact that like, especially with Mass Effect Andromeda, we even got the game we did under those tight deadlines. But I mean, Bethesda had so many goddamn years to put together mm-hmm. Fallout 4 and we still got vast majority of subpar voice acting from them. Um, and even in that trailer we got for Starfield, I'm like, these feel pretty, uh, pretty subpar uh, voice acting. And it's, I don't think any fault for the voice actors. Again, it's like sort of the direction because it acting is kind of such a grab bag. There's some actors that can easily pick up and throw shit together without hardly any direction and then there's a ton of them that are like look you need to tell me exactly what you fucking want from me or else like you ain't getting shit like so long rant over better voice directors for video games please and thank you better not um uh, troy baker please please he's he's not a director voice director he's a voice actor he has voice directed i'm like oh wait he's voice directed he can voice he um come to find out if you stay long in the business. Um I have watched videos where like Charles William and Lori Bailey and like Sam Regal. There would be points and times where they do ask those who's been in the industry long enough to take over as voice director for certain for certain projects, not all projects. So he has that done he has makes done sense after, after that many years in the industry that would like definitely makes sense that you would have an eye like a good eye for what is necessary because i think he worked on i think troy baker mainly worked on shadow shadows of mordor the sequel oh yeah i think he's either i've forgotten he was a voice actor in that game i forgot which one i legit he he did mention it i forgot which one i don't know if it was the first one or the second one but he has mentioned he has worked he has worked as a director on one of those two that is definitely but I do have something for Benny that I stumbled on. It's very shocking that was supposed to happen in Dragon Age 2. But I will get to that in a minute. But since we're on Bethesda, like by extension Bethesda, Obsidian has a game called Roller Drone that looks really good. I, I forgot. Is Obsidian still affiliated with Bethesda? Yep. Well, in a way... Doesn't sound very definite. I mean, they're more with... I know Microsoft technically bought Bethesda, so which means by extension they also bought Obsidian. But I thought Obsidian was its own studio of people that worked from with, uh, uh, that like formed out of former Bethesda employees. Mm-hmm. Well, not no. no? Obsidian no, was uh, was it? No, hold on. We may have to. If I am, I'm confusing it with a different studio. Please continue talking. Whatever you guys were talking while I Google. Um, <laughs> private divisions. I was an IMDb, but for video games specifically. Private... It was Black Isle Studios. Was mm, okay before the closure of Black Isle. Um, okay, Private Divisions and Obsidian is working on Roller Drone, and it looks really good. It's like think of um, Jet Set Radio, but with guns. And, yeah, and Roller Drone looked really cool when I saw the launch trailer. I was like, okay, I'll play that. I was like, is that the thing that you were saying? Like you'd finally play multiplayer for that? Actually, what I will finally play multiplayer would be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would be out June sixteenth. Six player online fucking co-op, which means you can breeze through the game. And also, I found out that if you, let's say we're all playing, you drop out. Where you last left off at will save. So when you go back on by yourself, you can start off where you left off at. That's cool. 
So let's fucking go. And then they just released a track today from Ghostface Killer and Raekwon the Chef. Wu Tang Clan. Nice. So I'm like, all right. They hyping this shit the fuck up like they did Streets of Rage 4. Day one, I'm getting it. Well, technically, it's already been bought for me because my birthday is next week. So my friends actually hooked me up for it. So I can't wait to play it. So, gotcha. Something I didn't have to pay for. Yes. Uh, nice. No, but that was a good luck by the bill. Um, ooh, brother, strangling. Um, Capcom ain't got me, though. Uh, keep on going with the summer game phase. Street Fighter Six actually looks good. Now what Street I Fighter Six looks good. Like okay, you know what I'm very excited for though, and I, I feel like it's not everyone around me that's excited for it. The all the VR titles. Oh yeah, I saw you. I saw as I saw it. I was like, oh, this is all Christian. No, one hundred percent. I absolutely want to play Horizon Zero Dawn in VR. I don't know how that's gonna work. I mean. Isn't, Did you see? Is it? I saw the E3 trailer, but I'm talking about like the game looks very frenetic, like base Horizon, and then you taking yeah. that but in a VR setting. Yeah, basically. Well, it looks like it looks like they're hand like they're doing. I don't know if it's going to be a side story or if it's like a specific story in set in Horizon Zero Dawn, or if it's the full main campaign. Because from what I saw, it looked similar to the main original game. Just that, like, the attack patterns of the animals were slowed down, which makes sense because you're playing it in first player person now. Mm-hmm. Look, kind of and sweating your eyeballs off because you have a tiny TV screen three inches from your eyeballs. Yeah, but, you know, we're all going to live with screens in our eyeballs soon enough. <laughs> Google Glass isn't dead yet, people. God, it's dead. Please let it be dead. <laughs> I would be like... I'm gonna be like Toga saying Ghost in the Show. I'm not going full cybernetic. I can do that. I don't know if I would go full cybernetic, but I would. I would at least go enhancements. Enhance. Enhance. Like maybe I could finally do that like stupid uh, trope of of what they have in in all security in every movie. It's like zoom enhance because enhance doesn't exist as a feature. <laughs> There's no way that you can just add pixels. To pixels that weren't there to make a then then that never mind. <laughs> we all know that's your superpower is you'll add pixels to where there's no pixels and then your name will be Pixel. Oh my God, Adam Sandler's gonna hate me. And so then whenever like the X Men are like, oh my God, we need to review the footage, you're like, hold on, let me add the pixels that are not there. And that's literally your only job in the X Men is to add pixels <laughs> to when they need to enhance. Or would you prefer your name to be Enhance? I'm He's trying to think. Proteus. Like... There we go. That was his, that was the, that was the X Men's name is Proteus. We we pretty much describing. He's There's dead. An X-Men He's dead. That does pixels. Wait, what? He's pretty much all tech based. I think he's dead in the comics. They didn't revive him. Hmm. But wait, but Benny, you're saying like specifically adding pixels where none are, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think how that could be applied to things and theoretically like if it's not adding pixels but it's like adding binary bits to things theoretically that's that seems like one of those powers that like seems dumb and useless but you could apply it in so many things that it could actually be kind of op at least in a tech-based world because mm. if you somehow possess the, the power to change a one to a zero wherever you want whether that means like turning on and off a light or turning off power or cutting something or like, you know, adding a pixel or turning on and off specific things at frequency rates and changing that like at will. 
you could do a lot with that. Zero zero one one zero zero. You could be you could be an assassin that walks into someone's house while your target is looking at their computer, and you can just full up cause them to have a seizure that like with their computer, and no one would know. Speaking of that, Cyberpunk X Men, come come talk to us if you want to make this mutant. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yo, I'm gonna technically technically already. Well, no, he's dead. Never mind. Um. If you want more attention, are you sh- are think- you sure that's Proteus's power? Let feel me like that. Let, let me look. It's been a, here's the thing. Marvel don't do shit with majority of the mutants they be fucking creating, and majority of these mutants are fucking dead. Yeah, I just feel his was something like reality based. I don't know why that like the name Proteus is hardcore triggering the memory in my head of that one thing from the office where it's like unleash the power of the pyramid like instead of having ipads they all have like triangles and shit i don't know why but for some reason like the usage of proteus makes me remember that which i know means no connection oh wait no uh, proteus mutant abilities absorb um absorbing and expelling um, energy frequencies and store them within its body wait so he basically energy frequencies here is a more that's that's extremely powerful so he's an omega level mutant that possesses vast psionic ability to manipulate and alter reality he exists in a state of pure psionic energy and can take possession of human bodies however the bodies of most beings burn out within a few hours or a few days although he um few know how to last longer um proteus can leave bodies destroyed when he leaves them yeah, because if he if he has the power to absorb energy in like energy waves or in any form, that is definitely omega level. Because Dude, what is... would happen if like him and like the Phoenix Force just collided? Unstoppable object meets a uh, immovable force. <laughs> or wait, other way around. Unstoppable like... force meets an immovable object. Reality destroying fucking thing would happen. Why does it? Why does it feel like? Uh... Like that thing in Dragon Ball Zooper where like Goku starts fighting with Beerus and every time they hit each other, like the fabric of the universe feels it. Speaking of, mm. uh, actually, I, I know like the bare minimum about that, except that I feel like every episode of Dragon Ball always involves some type of um, like shockwave type. Punch. You know. You know, they're actually, I read an, a very interesting article that, um, based on the direction of where the manga is currently going, it looks like they're starting to move towards theoretically phasing out Super Saiyan as a power level in d and I mean, in d mm. in Dragon Ball. Why did I say D&D? Well, we did say it's we were going to talk about something about it. Um, Dragon Ball Superhero, which would be out August 19th in theaters here in America. Um, we'll focus on Gohan once yep. again, which people has been asking for for the last 20 years. And Toriyama said himself that uh, Gohan is theoretically the strongest fighter in the universe. I believe it when I fucking see it. Well, because that's the thing. Like, the originally when the Cell Saga stuff was all coming out, I know. like, the reason that Goku died was because Akira Toriyama wanted to write him out in the comics so that way he could have Gohan be the focus of the main character and move it off of Goku. But there was such a backlash to that. That he was like, he's like, if I want to keep this going, I basically have to bring back Goku. Isn't that so fascinating? Because, like, that has been happening for hundreds of years at this point now. 
like when fucking what's his face killed off Sherlock Holmes and the fans like fucking rioted. I mean, as much as you could riot in the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Um but they were like, You son of a bitch and then he's just like, Okay, fine, I guess he's not goddamn dead. Here you go, he's alive. Thank you, goodbye. And that's basically like, what Toriyama's been doing with Goku for the foreseeable time. Just I was yeah, off, no, but, I, I was oh. I remember I was in high school when Cell Saga came out. I have it I still have it on fucking VHS. Alright? I still have the Cell Saga on VHS and the Ginyu Force Saga when they was on Namek. You know, I still and I, I hate how much this like makes me like mean cultured or whatever. But like I still honestly prefer watching Dragon Ball uh abridged over Dragon Ball Z. Just because it makes it so much shorter to watch the entire content, and they keep so many of the same story beats and actually enhance in certain ways. Enhance. And I feel like whenever we say it, you have to say it. Enhance. 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 Like, uh, you know, I. Uh, just. Who was talking about before? Street Fighter. Right. We were ne- what we were talking about Street Fighter. Yeah, we before we, the we, tangent. We we was talking about Street Fighter and right into a tangent. I think he just wanted to talk about Street Fighter. Okay, because I, I was like, talking. I don't think. No, I think it, it, you was, thought was, was, you know. thought you were like next up, next up in my brain. It's Street Fighter. I was going to talk about that, and then I was going to say, oh, I forgot the Capcom conference was today, and that's when they announced. Oh. Um, there's gonna be Lady D. I can't. Find... Why would you create a character with a name where Dimitrescu? There we go. Dimitrescu. She's yeah. having a DLC. Ethan's daughter is having a DLC, and then there's a third one. So I'm. Get... I just I'm, love I'm gonna... because again, like fucking video game companies nowadays. I feel like they just do not really understand what fans want, so they're just like. Oh, yeah, we made this absurdly gorgeous woman that will fucking crush you under her boot. You're not really going to like her. And then everyone's like, Mommy? <laughs> yep. Like, I mean, okay, not for nothing. Because I'm, I'm going to play it for the story. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to play Resident Evil 8 in VR. We all know. Don't as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, he's going to play it in VR. Oh, hell yeah. I, I, okay, while I was watching that, I was watching it with Oz, right? And just straight up. Straight up, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna have to play that. Uh, it's for it. Oh God, what did I say? What did I say? I was like, I said something along the lines of, I'm gonna have to play that. And um, oh God, I'm so sorry, I forgot okay, exactly. But what if there's like, what if there's a moment where be whether it be like fever dream yeah. or something. But there is literally like a moment where Lady Dimitrescu just like picks you up and like sings you to sleep. So you're just like in her arms. Your head is just cuddling on her bountiful bosom. And she is singing you, you to sleep in VR because absolutely no joke would play that in a heartbeat. So that, that, that has to be a fix somewhere and i guarantee you the modding community is gonna have their field day with this please modders please (laughs) 
Because... I beg of you. <laughs> oh, that's that's what I said. I just remembered. I told Oz, I was like, yeah, I like horror games, but I still haven't played that one. But guess what? I'm going to brave it for that. It's worth it. <laughs> In VR, it's worth it. So, well, there you go. Um, I guess Titty Simulator. Lady D Titty Simulator. That's what you want. Resident Evil Titty Simulator. Be rocked to sleep. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I gave you uh, billions of dollars sold worldwide. Everyone. Hey, you know, don't knock it because you got to remember how much that other industry influences the video game industry. Oh. Dude. I know. Like and the very and uh, what most people don't realize, which I'm gonna if you guys if if you as an audience member didn't know this because I expect you guys to already know it, but if you as an audience member didn't know that Blu-ray what is the like literal winner of the high definition DVD wars over HDDs or or HHDs whatever they call them oh no it was HDDs high definition disc um the major driving force to that was pornography as an industry adopting blu-ray over hdd which is so funny because the double d was in the title for them right it, it's like it could there could have been so much marketing <laughs> Just, I, I still have friends that have like transformers one on hdd oh wow because I... they they had they were the they were the guys that i knew that had bought that separate hdd player for the xbox 360 i was gonna say i remember the separate like hdd player for the 360 yep like oh i thought internet tainer hector navarro was the only person in the world who will still buy blu-ray 3d movies no there is no my aunt exists there is a cult of people who still buy blu-ray 3d movie blu-ray movies and sometimes like if you like if you wanted infinity war in 3d on blu-ray you have to buy it outside the U.S. Yo. There's a huge market for it. They're fans of so many random things. I know. Throughout everything. So, yeah. I was, no, I was surprised on that. I thought it was a fad that died. No, I learned. I t- not today. Three weeks ago. Three, three weeks ago. Why I can't talk. I learned there there is a cult of 3D followers. Um... Now I really want a fucking PS5 though. Now I'm now I'm my train of thought. I yeah, mean, I might. I, this is a big might. Might return to Resident Evil. They put, really they re um they upscaled um the remake of Resident Evil one, two, and three, as a package for the PS5. Nice. But I won't play Resident Evil four. I hate fetch. I hate. I was gonna I, say, is that the? I feel like I just saw a trailer for that one. Is that the newest one that they're pre-specking? Uh, Resident Evil 4? Yeah. Yep. I will, okay. I will not play a giant escort mission. That president and daughter could fucking die. I mean, it, it was made in the days where, um, not that they haven't changed that much, um, <laughs> but, you know, women characters, uh, especially younger women characters, uh, could really only be annoying. Yeah. Or sexy in video games. In the trash one, can. Well, one or the other. And I was just like, look, I really don't care if they sacrifice you to whatever fucking bullshit they want to sacrifice you to. Because, like, just go down. I've had it. It's I, like, okay, so you're the president's daughter. What have you done for me lately? For, for me, <laughs> it's... I hate that mechanic where you have to escort or protect somebody, like... I don't want to be doing this in the middle of this game. I I, I just want to fight, or I I rather do a step. 
You know I hate escort missions where I'd rather do a stealth mission than an escort mission. I just mm -hmm. keep thinking how much better, and again, modding, if there's any modders listening to this, please take this and run. But, like, how fucking funny would it be if they, like, modded um, Ivanka Trump as the president's daughter, and she's just running around with, like, Goya beans? That would be pretty funny. In her hands? Like, just fucking hysterical. That would be really funny, honestly. Just, just letting her yeah. die on purpose? Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> I, I, I'm literally considering it. I might want to jump back on Resident Evil. Take my uh, let me see. I haven't played Resident Evil since Nemesis Two. As he's like, I'm not gonna join for the vampire mommy titty. I'm gonna join for that yeah. for anything. Else. Yeah. I can tolerate. I can, I can tolerate first person shooters, but if it's like a first person shooter that's supposed to be that immersive, then you could have just went straight to fucking VR with the new Resident. You know what I can't shoot. stand? Um, third person shooters where you have to stop to shoot. Yeah. Fucking Resident Evil. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm like. That's I what mean, I'm, I'm thinking about. It, That's what I'm thinking. It makes sense because in real life, yeah, in real the life, most accurate video games for real life. It's a video game. It's not real life. So, like, yeah. I mean, we're talking about a logic where it's like you know, most video games nowadays, you get you get shot or injured. Like, you wait a couple seconds and then you're gonna be healed. Yeah. Again, unless, of course, you're playing, like, one of those ridiculously stupid games. It's like, no, you must use heels. Must have the heels kits. Um, or, uh, those games I like because they specifically garner teamwork, but that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Or um, play Call of Duty, you could just spray and pray. I don't, I don't think you really could. I mean, you can definitely do that, but you're going to get wrecked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll no. Um, and I refuse to try to tame it anymore. It's it's let it let it cannibalize itself in the corner. Um, also, another friend of the podcast, uh, Summer Doster, Lucky Summer Doster, working for Kotaku as a uh, freelance writer, got to check out the, the official article is on Kotaku.com. Uh, they got to see behind the scenes for uh, Model Warfare too. I was like, okay. Nice. I was like, all right. See, I, I, I spit all this venom at Call, at Call of Duty, but I'm still probably going to play Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, is that another? Modern, I, Warfare is the, they, Modern Warfare is the only IP I care about, and even then, it's not even multiplayer. I just, honestly, it's more nostalgia for the story. Because I was like, going to oh. say, didn't they already, like, fucking redo that one in the last... No, they redid Modern... Well, it wasn't a redo. It was a continuation. Uh, um, my friend Destiny... Um, who um, game? She can talk about this. She game tested Modern Warfare One. This is how she equated it. You know how we reboot movies. And this is what I hate to have to ask. Do you mean the old Modern Warfare no, no. or the new Modern Warfare? The new Modern Warfare. The okay. mo Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two from the press conference they did at Summer Game Fest. They're yeah. essentially what they're doing. How we're rebooting movies, classic movies. Their Infinity War, Wars, Ward, Infinity Ward. God damn. It. Yes. Fuck it. Activision yeah. is re basically rebooting their own fucking game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they realize they're like, well, if we're not going to bother coming up with new content, let's just redo the old stuff. So, movies do it. Why can't we? And our audience is going to just eat that shit up, aren't they? Yeah, but that's really funny because it's it is it's literally following the track of like the um 
uh, Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. Like, both those have gone to space now. So it's like, hey, you've already been to fucking space. Now what? And then yep. they're like, back to Earth, motherfuckers. I came back around the. I came back from around the sun, and because of relativity, I only aged one year. But the Earth has passed another twenty. Will Smith like punches Vin Diesel, and he's like, "Welcome to Earth." I thought you were gonna say, "Keep my wife's name out your mouth." I mean, I was thinking about that, but I felt like the since I said dead. back to Earth, it was the joke. Is bring dead. it, that bring is... it back around. You can't tell because... me the joke because you were using it too. Come on. No, I wasn't. Is there not a podcast where you said that? I feel like there was. No. Mm -hmm. Did I? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, you did. Oh, I think you was playing a Solomon, and I did say, keep my my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. But No. No, no. No. It was on a podcast. It was because on, on top of that, what you're talking about with what Solomon, podcast? I said that, not you. What, what, podcast? what other podcast do we have, bro? I'm, I'm talking you about know, ep episode. Episode. Most likely it was on podcast, right? I don't. Re you know what? You were right. All this is starting to blend to fucking together now. That's what I mean. Like, like for me, it's blend together a long time ago. Maybe it's just yeah. barely starting to blend together for you. Like, I'm trying to remember when the fuck did I set it? Was it before the break? Or... I feel... Oh, it was definitely before the break. But I yes. feel like... I feel like fucking... I think Ray was on that podcast? Mm-hmm. I think Ray was on you it. Said it. Yeah, you the said it a couple was... times. I don't remember. But yeah, but either... I'm, pull, okay. I'm pulling the Gandalf. I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to pull the Gandalf. I have no recollection of this. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't remember like literally eighty percent of the things I've said on this podcast. I might have to go. I might have to pull. I might have to go old school. I'm gonna go back to old episodes and remember what the fuck I said. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I, might, I, might, I might have to legit do that. You know, it's funny. Like I, I can't pretend <laughs> to know what anyone who makes quality content feels like. <laughs> oh my but, god! Right. But, <laughs> right but um i feel like like i never understood when people said i don't listen to my own work or i don't watch my own work until we hit about 70 episodes and then i was like yo i'm not gonna keep listening to every episode that comes no, out because that is then it's like the self like uh you know criminalization recriminalization whatever um thank you uh, where you're just like, oh my god, why did I say that? Oh my god, why do I repeat that? Why do I say that word so much? And then you just go into this spiral of like, how you're like, wow, I just sound like a moron. Okay, it's fine. It's I, fine. I made peace with that every time I have to re-listen to the episode and then have to edit it when it, when it comes time to actually edit. So I'm pretty much used to See, it. See, that's the funny thing. We know you don't fully listen to the edit. Yeah. Oh no. We know that. Oh no, I listened to the past two episodes, hence why I got the onion. Oh, did you? The, the Jason formerly known as. I was literally preparing. I had this written down for Jason. The Should I tell him? The, the hey, because he didn't. Yeah, he there was some there was some specific he didn't mention. If the, he listened to the entire. Yeah, I don't think you listened to that entire episode specifically, even that one. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing: I'm something I've noticed, and I'm getting worried for myself yeah. mentally. I will listen to something, and I did listen to the episode. I only remember bits and pieces. Okay, I won't. Okay. I won't remember. I, I won't. Him. I won't remember everything for. Go for it. 
Go for that, it. Because no, specifically, was, you would have remembered this like no fucking joke. Absolutely no joke. You would have remembered this. Because literally, I was talking directly to you, and I said it during podcast where I was like, I don't know if he's going to actually hear this. So I'm going to leave this in here directly and say, hi, Dez. How are you doing? By the way, you're a bitch. No, don't remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't listen to the whole podcast. It's fine. It's fine. Take and take the L. I even said L. it on podcast. I'm like, I am 100% joking. I really am joking. But at the same time, I feel like if he listens to this part, he's going to say something to me about it. And that's how we're going to know. And I know mm -hmm. you're joking, but I'm legit not joking. I'm going to have to talk to a doctor. There are certain things I just don't fucking remember, even if I'm being called out on said God, episode. Well, <laughs> memory issues are definitely a thing. I know I have my own, and maybe, maybe for sure you might not have heard it or something, but... Either way, it was a funny joke, and that's why I'm bringing it up, because but, I just thought it was funny, because that never got mentioned. But I do, and I was I like, do, oh god, did he listen to it? But we I had do. a whole fucking moment where we talked about you. But like, I, it was a good ten minutes. Here's the thing, though. I do remember this. When I heard, oh, I bet he, I jumped, because there was a gap in between someone's sentences. I edited that part in so we could be more cohesive. Then I jumped ahead. So like every time y'all had gaps, I was going through the episodes looking for the gaps that y'all had and shortening the episode so the gaps won't be there. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm I'll, I'll hear everything increment, incrementally. Yeah. He's he's more focused yeah. on editing than the actual content, which makes sense. Yeah, but I did. And sit that's there what and we listen. were pointing out. And I was yeah. just sitting there listening about. And I did have this written down for the person formerly known as Jason, for the person formerly known as Gabriel, for the person now known as Anya. Onion, yeah. I, I love that in the server that I didn't realize it until you added everyone for today's podcast. Where in, in server, Jason's name is now Onion. <laughs> yep. I don't know Beautiful. if you did that or if, if he did that, but that's fucking hilarious. They did that. That's awesome. You a bitch too. Um... <laughs> Love you, Diz. I said that too. I literally did say that on podcast. I was like, "Don't anybody think that I hate him?" I'm legitimately just joking. We actively love Des very much. I'm just saying so, this just for fun. I do want to double check just to make sure. Uh, Jason, the pronouns he they or he him? He they. If he I, they. I, I, okay. I believe, as far as I've known, Jason, it's it's been he they. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. Thank you. Yeah, I always make sure myself. Please, by all means, Jason, correct me. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I'm just the whole time I've known you, it's always been he, they. Because I know, like, I've said both, and no, I know. I'm, I'm so I'm... sorry. I just want to. Why am I, why am I doubting so myself? No, I've known Jason for a while. I know it's he, they. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. I know this. I know this. Fuck memory. <laughs> no, I know it's he, they. God damn it. Fuck. Well, Christian, have an existential crisis. I do have one dragon. Wait, I have a way to find out. Dragon Age theory, uh, not theory. Some I don't know if you already know, but about the like the cut content in Dragon Age um, two, which was supposed to be or um Exodus. Very. Uh, it was supposed to be Inquisition. From what I have watched and read, thank you very much. And Dragon Age Awakening. <laughs> That's how you sound like Star Wars fans. Coming after Moses, I forgot her name. Last name. Moses Isley. Thank you. <laughs> 
Like, like seriously. I, I don't you, know. No, I was no. just Moises Ingram. There we go. I popped it up. There you go. You could play. Oh wait, I was close. Weird. You were close, but that I do appreciate that you said Isley because I was like, yeah, how would you not like him with the Moss Isley? Like, but you could play it in about a black woman who's playing a fucking villain in a Star Wars show. You God, I hate that so much. Like, Star Wars fans need to get the fuck off the internet. Jump. I love Star Wars, but Jesus Christ, you guys make it fucking hard to justify liking Star Wars to other people when they see all that bullshit. Yeah, jump. In Which the... is directly just because fan, like a lot of the fan base is an idiot. Please jump in the lava lakes of Mustafar, motherfuckers. You know what? I don't quote Anakin, or I mean, technically at this point, Darth Vader, uh, very often, but I eat you. Anyway. That, I gotta put a little cringe in there. Okay. I have to. Sorry, it's part I of my... I appreciate it. <laughs> um, apparently, Varric was supposed to die at the end of Dragon Age 2. Originally. He was, not, he was not supposed to be in Inquisition. I was like, oh, fuck. The only reason why he got to live, fans and those who were still working at Bioware, like Brian Bloom so much, they kept, <laughs> they kept him alive. Yeah, because he's... A fucking badass with a great voice. It's like fucking Oscar Isaac in <laughs> Star Wars, where JJ, where he was just like so upset that he was like, "Oh, I get to be out for five minutes before I die." JJ Abrams was like, "You know what? Shit, said it's too beautiful to die. Let's go." Um, and also, I I dabbled in the you know the the servers for Dragon Age Inquisition multiplayer still running. Really? Oh, it's kind of surprising, but how I'm how old are those servers? Oh, fuck it. Uh, eight years old. Oh, okay. I mean, still, but damn. People still playing the Mass Effect Three uh, multiplayer. Do you think that they'll cut it at ten? I mean, they'll probably cut it whenever the new game comes out, which I suspect will be ten years from the last game. Yeah. Um, you know that kind of makes sense. As I mentioned in our Dragon Age podcast that you guys really like to listen to. Thank you very much. Lords <laughs> in theories. Um the term theories was born. It was actually <laughs> born in the Mortal Kombat episode. Uh, I thought it was born in WandaVision. Was it? Was it one? Yeah. It was WandaVision. Okay. God nice. it's you know, fine. Fuck you, Autobot. Keep fucking falling off my goddamn desk. It's fine. Green Lantern's taking your spot on my desk. All right. Um, oh, you Decepticon. Yeah, I do have a Decepticon Autobot on my fucking uh, on my on my desk. I don't have nice. no Autobot. I, don't, I legit have no Autobots. You know, never mind. I'm not gonna bring up JoJo's again. No, guys. I, I know the um, the actor who uh, voiced one of the JoJo's passed away recently. Billy Billy Kimmitz. Yeah. No, I was yeah. I was gonna say like with that with all that and how much i've been enjoying it i'm like i need to get some jojo stuff to like remind myself of like all that surprised you didn't take the pivot from dragon age 2 to the anime i will it was just when he's mentioned jojo's i was like I, I, it's, it's good to, to like i did not know he most beloved voice actor and he yeah. played aladdin on broadway like what yeah like i've seen him physically oh wait no sorry what? wrong one wrong one wrong one wrong one because i didn't see aladdin on broadway uh, I saw a different person. <laughs> Never mind. I'm having a wrong memory moment, and I'm like, no, that was Aladdin at Disney, not on Broadway. I'm thinking <laughs> of a different thing. Uh, but yeah, rest in peace for the Kemets. Um, not Jack, Jack, Jack. Um, Isabella, why the fuck she is OP to multiplayer? This is the only time a rogue I have ever seen 
you can use Isabella's dual daggers and she can switch to um, being an archer. I'm like, wait a minute. If you can do that for a rogue, I know it's multiplayer and you're supposed to be able to go against other people or the, um, or the enemies that they let you go against. Can we do that in a fucking main game? Like, this is where I got to the point where, like, I miss certain mechanics from Dragon Age Origins. And we might have to do, like, a whole Dragon Age, another Dragon Age episode. So for for Christian, for context, in Dragon Age Origins, you had a choice to, um, they gave you the choice to switch your gear. So, like, on a certain, if you press, I think, if I, was, if I think it's the D-pad, um, if you're a dual blader, you can switch it to be an archer or you can use a sword or a shield. Like, you can use, they was very open freely what weapons you can use. But then over time, when EA took over and they started fucking with the mechanics in the Damn. games, that attribute was gone. Damn, they took it out? Yeah. So like you That's... wasn't like you wasn't restricted to like yeah, if you were a mage, yeah, you restricted to using the um your staff, but like if you was a warrior or a rogue, you're not restricted to what what weapons you use. But like D D it does depending on what attributes you put your points to. So it was like, if you were very strong, okay, yeah, you can use two long swords instead of two daggers or two gotcha. short swords, or you can use the short and shit. Like you can switch. I was like, I wish that was back. So playing Isabella, who's a rogue and throughout Dragon Age 2, she can only use daggers. Going into Inquisition, her switching between daggers and bows, I'm like, I would have loved the fucking Inquisitor who was playing as a rogue be able to do that mechanic. Yeah. Like, but it's fine. That's fine. It's all Damn. good. Um, like, yeah, I'm not bitter. I'm not, yeah, I'm not bitter. I'm not. Um, and apparently in Dragon Age 2, at the end of the game, Hawk's supposed to get married to whoever, like, whatever your character get romances. Which made, I looked at the comments, a lot of pissed, people was pissed off. So there's like, we could have married Fenris. Also point of reference, Fenris is an elf who had um, these, it's a tattoo on his body. Lyrium. Lyrium tattoos that was burned onto him. They gave him these OP powers. And he walked around with a giant ass greatsword. His introduction, he literally put his hand through somebody's chest and had their heart in his hand. Pretty good introduction. And he's in the Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, Sequel comics, which people are assuming, ooh, Fenris might be coming back. I don't think so, but I hope he does. He is technically a good OP character to have. I'm sure he will, because his storyline, I think, jumps back to, I mean, obviously he's heavily tied <laughs> to Venter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's no way he's not coming back. I would love to see if Anders comes back, though, because I'm still kind of pissed they didn't bring him back for inquisition considering his choices or mm. what led to the events of inquisition but it's fine um now what Benny is talking about let me pull it i stupidly deleted it <laughs> dragon age absolution is apparently the adaptation of the comic where you're following this um young elf woman um and they're technically are working for the inquisition but you're following their story um majority of the characters is from um from the comics so it was i think this feel like this is one of the first times where like oh shit they're adapting from their comics which is still lore based to the game which means i hope the main character 
I'm, I'm really, look, really looking it up. I'm sorry. I'm being very unprofessional <laughs> right now. It's okay. We all can't remember things immediately. Um, the trailer for this, uh, I guess, just whelmed me. Oh. I was not really over or under. I was just whelmed. Um, mostly because, um, I always take it as a bad sign when, like, they show, uh, anime trailer and, like, nobody really speaks. And so there's only one line of dialogue in the entire trailer. And that, to me, is just kind of a bad sign. Um, also the fact that, like, the artwork doesn't really, like, scream Dragon Age to me. It does scream generic fantasy anime um, um the elves don't really look like elves from dragon age um so yeah i'm just gonna be whelmed for this and hopefully pleasantly surprised but considering it is going to be a somewhat longer feature length time frame of a tv show um and bioware's previous animation projects were underwhelming I'm why do just... i feel like they're trying to be the next arcane i'm gonna just leave it like that yeah well they predate arcane so i know but i mean the show but that's the thing like well, the so many so many of these game studios that we have known and loved for decades at this point are now like just giving us the same shit um, and they're not really pushing the boundaries that they did before. Um, like they were and before. so, yeah, it's, again, just, it's whelming. It's well, just... You're not hmm. the only one. There's a couple of articles that's talking about it. I'm not going to click on them because I'm the only one who's hyped for it. So I'm just going to keep on going. I was going to say the two main characters from <laughs> the comic, it looks like there are in the show, is Vea. She's an elven thief. And Sir Aaron Harthorn who's a drunken, washed-up Ferelden knight. Hmm. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the comics. Um, they're very good. They're still out. They're in trade paperback oh, right now. He's a Samson. Okay. Samson was a washed-up Templar in Dragon Age 2, who, depending on your choices, could be a big baddie in Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh. Go read Dragon Age and um, Knights Errant. Uh, I'm, I'm really not going to spoil um, what happens to Sir Aaron. Hearthorn is really good. Um, oh. But I was going to say the animation style, if. Am I the only who watched Legends of Vox Machina? Nope. Here? Uh, no. Uh, I did not watch it. The animation style is similar to that. And I was like, oh, it looks like Legends of Vox Machina. To me, I don't mind. And it looks, it looks like the same, the same people who made. Titmouse Studios made Let Veggies Box Machina. Also, Venture Brothers. Go Team Venture. Okay. That's interesting. I, did, I wouldn't have connected those two. Also, Tidbit, um, outside, considered as a tangent, the studio head of Titmouse Studios was in Ghostbusters 2 as a teen. He was a teenager. So when the monster is going through that big giant um, section in Ghostbusters 2, he literally showed it. He's on the side of the road, and they told him to run. He's like, I ran my ass off. Nice. That's cool. Random ass. Um, I love that that specific piece of random trivia probably hits you very specifically, like, with how those niches overlap in your mind. 
I'm gonna tell you, my last two weeks was all about Dragon Age and Ghostbusters, and I might end up buying that fucking asymmetrical Ghostbusters game because I can make a fucking Ghostbuster now. I can make myself as a fucking Ghostbuster. Nice. I'll probably never touch the ghost portions of it because I don't want to be a ghost. All right, I want to be a Ghostbuster, not a ghost. You're like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts, but I ain't gonna be one. Not, no, hell no. And the fact that I have no problems with Greg Miller, I really don't. But the fact that he's playing one of the villains, which means, like, not only do I have to hear his voice when I do watch kind of funny content, I really mm-hmm. don't want to hear his voice when I'm playing the video game. Yeah, fair enough. Really don't. But Rahul Kohli is playing the main villain in Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. If you don't know who he is, watch Midnight Mass. He plays the sheriff. Or Blind Manor, where he plays the adorable cook. I think he's also doing another show with, um, another horror show with, um, oh my god, what's his name? I, it was right there when I was talking. Mike Flanagan. There we go, Mike Flanagan. Should I watch Dr. Sleep? Has anyone seen that? You should. It's great. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I'm gonna put that on the list. Because we're gonna get ready for Spooktober 5. Spook. October. It's not technically five because we only be doing it for two years, but still, October five. Mm. Um, okay. See, and I'm so okay. So now I'm getting a little bit more worried with Dragon Age Absolution. <laughs> Here we go. Go ahead. Not killing my high, my buzz, but go ahead. Okay. Well, so that's a whole nother thing we can talk on. Like, why are you getting bent out of shape? Because I'm not excited. Terrible experience. God damn it. <laughs> I'm good. You know, we literally didn't understand a word you said. I know. I'm trying to change the subject. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, because you don't want to answer. Why don't you want to answer my question? No, I answered your question. We both talked no, about you, it. No, no you last week, didn't. Last week, I was like, You no, didn't. You, no, last week, I was like, No, you're right. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean it should not affect me. And I was like, You're right. So it does not really affect me. But you're you're getting very defensive right now and very reactive. And so I'm just again wondering why our differences of opinion on this is so frustrating for you. It's not. Mm. Okay. It may sound like it, but it's not. Mm. Yeah. That sounds a lot like some bullshit, but okay. Um. So anyway, showrunner, main writer for the show, haven't really watched anything they've done. So they did Lego Jurassic World, The Legend of Isla Nubar, which was a TV miniseries that could be uh, pretty good. They wrote two episodes of Star Wars Resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did Wonder Woman Bloodlines, which I haven't watched, so also could be good. Um, and they worked on a couple of Transformers shows and Marvel Rising. Um, and then the studio that's making it um, did Voltron and The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. Um, but then they have a lot of properties under their belt, actually. But Voltron ended not great. <laughs> I've been, I've been... Writing or animation? I mean, just for me, storyline-wise, so it's, I didn't... Writing. 
anything. On that's that. yeah. So, well, I would attribute the studio more to the animation than the actual story. Yeah. I mean, the stu- obviously the studio employs the story and stuff, depending on who they employ to yeah. write. I mean, there's multiple the people team. on the writing team. It's just the showrunner is, mm. from what I can tell, this is their first time being a showrunner. Hmm. Interesting. So, again, not to say... Did you guys? They're gonna be bad. I'm just saying, this isn't really like up upping my my whelmedness for it. So I'm just gonna keep the even keel and hopefully be pleasantly surprised. But I don't know. I just don't know. I feel like that reminds me a lot of how people are reacting still to Netflix's like uh, Avatar that's gonna be coming out. Like, did you guys see recently, like, a bunch of the actors were doing, like, Zoom interviews and stuff, and they were talking about the movie, and they're like, no, like, I'm a huge fan of the series, and, like, it's good stuff that they're doing, you know, I think they're doing it right, you know, I feel like people are judging it before it comes out and stuff like that. I feel like it's similar to that. I mean, so here's the thing that I think so many people have trouble with, and I mean, I have trouble with this too it's because we love things so deeply so like so many things we love are so personal to us so if somebody disagrees with us or says something negative about it we then feel personally attacked about it and so like I remember the last time where I was like, nope, nope, keep your keep your fucking head was when you were talking shit about Mary and our flag means death. And I was like, bro, do and not talk shit. Do not talk shit about my Mary. Do not. But, like, and, we and, talked and, about it. We talked yeah, it through and, as a crew. <laughs> yeah. And since then, I have changed my honest, like, my honest opinion about it. Mainly because I think what I was feeling was the knee-jerk reaction because of how much I am emotionally attached to Steed. Steed, yes! And I think because, that's like, really what that was, especially because when we recorded that, it was like hours after I had finished it or like the yeah. day after I had finished it, too. So yes. it's like, like on rewatching, I am picking up now a lot of the things that you had made points on and that Oz had made points on that I'm like, oh, no, wait, that makes so much sense. But like I said, it's like on the initial viewing because I had only seen it the first time mm-hmm. and I had already like emotionally attached myself to Steed to where I was like... I've seen nothing of of Mary and like those initial reactions gave me such a like defensive attitude towards like Steed in general because I'm like why are you hurting my soft boy? Yeah. Like, like, I think that's, that's what it was. The power of Free Starby because if you just like bullet point everything he did in that show you'd be like this is one like stupid dumb fuck like this is an asshole. This is a selfish dickbag. Um but like Free Starby is able to like pull this beautiful personality together but also where you finally understand like oh my god we are all like kind of selfish dipshits yeah um you know we all make these dumb mistakes like no fucking joke like you know the whole like i mean obviously like seeing some guy shoot himself in the eye after he calls you a monster that ruins things is very fucking traumatizing but like you know, we all do that thing where we go for comfort. Like, instead of watching a new show, we watch one of our favorite TV shows again. Yeah. Because we know what's expected. So, like, 
it's all understandable and it's great and it's wonderful and I love it. But like, that's the thing about fandom and that's how quickly things can go toxic is because people feel things as like a personal attack on yeah. them if they're disagreeing with it. Now, obviously there are racist shitheads, misogynistic assholes out there, but like to be a gatekeeper is one of the easiest fucking things in the world to do because, because it's almost nothing. It takes nothing to do that, to talk shit about somebody else because they didn't know that, you know, fucking Kate Bush was a singer, you know, yeah. to be like, oh, you fucking dumb fuck, how have you never heard of her? She's been around for fucking ever. Or to not know that Fleetwood Mac was a band in the fucking 70s, you know, yeah, exactly. it's the easiest, easiest thing in the world to make someone make fun of somebody for it's not knowing so, something. It's so easy to be like, oh, what, really? You've never heard of them? Yes. To look at them and be like, you know what? They have a lot of great music. Why don't you listen to this album, too? You'd exactly. Like exactly. And so, fandom, I think everyone out there, please, love what you love. Be true to yourself, but just don't be a dick. And don't take everything so personally. Step back like, be excited for what you want to be excited about, but also, like, be understanding if someone's like, yeah, I'm not super psyched about this thing, or I didn't really like this. Like, someone comes up to me and talks shit about fucking Pacific Rim, I'm gonna be like, yo, I love that goddamn movie until the day I fucking die, but I also understand if you didn't like that movie, because it is... It's beautiful trash. It's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful fucking trash. Legitimately, legitimately, not gonna lie, that's how I felt defending the prequels against three of you at the same time. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. legitimately how I felt, and I was like, I understand why you guys don't like it. It's fine. It's taunting, but... and it can be so exhausting. <laughs> but I, I, it's one of those things. But like you said, it's, it's so much weirdly easier to be gatekeepy but at the same time that's only because it's easy to dismiss things and uh it's it's so much harder to actively literally think about other people which is kind yes. of the thing about it it's like the weird thing about it but 100 like anything else it's like it's a skill that that if you practice it not only goes a long way but benefits you as a person a lot in general yeah, and then because... it's like, then you just get to like what you like. That's why, honestly, I always love starting those like inter Star Wars slash Star Trek fights because people get like so defensive on either side, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting mm -hmm. here, no, being like, I've absolutely loved everything that I've seen both of Star Wars and Star Trek, and understand their different properties, and don't care that they both exist. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna it's... say something about Star Trek that's gonna make you think I'm a Trekkie, and then be like, I love lightsabers, and then make you hate me, and that. Yes! fuels me <laughs> it's just it's so fascinating to see people yeah get super defensive about that but also again like go against so binary i guess is like the best way to put it because yeah. it's like there's people out there that are it's like oh if you love dc like oh you're fucking dc shill and like marvel's the best whatever it's mm -hmm. like it's just incomprehensible to some people that you can just like both yeah, it's like, hey, guess what? There's people in Marvel I don't like, and there's people in DC I don't like, and there's characters in both that I love. There are far more comics 
that I haven't read in Marvel and DC than comics that I have read. So there are just so many storylines out there that I don't really know anything about. Characters I really don't know anything about than what I do know about. And that's, and that's fine. Not even, that's not even to say like anything of um, independent comics and things like that because no matter yes. what... Like, that's that's just talking about like most of the time when people are like, hey, Marvel's the best over DC or DC's the best and Marvel sucks and they actually believe it. That's mm -hmm. a person who literally only consumes that one media from them. Right. Because Which... most of the time those people aren't reading IDW. Those people aren't reading no. variant. They're not reading uh, they're not reading like any of the smaller ones and they're not seeking out anybody who's independently making comics just because hey this is a story i like and i got you know a kickstarter or i'm just publishing this on my website because it's something i'm passionate about that and like everybody's like oh yeah everybody wants to talk about man i i got into this this came from this one independent series and blah blah blah, blah and know all the history about it but never actually put in the legwork to finding any of those gems they're waiting for them to be handed to them yeah instead of yeah. going out and supporting the artists and the writers and the 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 everybody that's involved in trying to make their own products separate of the large corporate structure of what comics is now. Yeah, and then it's just it's so funny because like so many of the quote unquote independent ones are now owned by either like DC or Marvel, and so it's kind of like you know. Honestly, that's why I started reading a lot more webtoons and a lot more like manhwa and manga hey, i've been waiting getting into webtoon it's it's good but the reason i i got into it is because it's like everybody has that joke of like man a manga either is too short or way too long but i think the real reason for that is because there is so much that is being made that people have the opportunity to tell their stories and there are so many different ones that you can find that will specifically hit your niche as long as you look for them. But nobody looks for them anymore because they want that branding. Yeah. It's almost yeah. lifestyle branding at this point, like Apple and Maybelline or cosmetics almost at this point. It's 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 in every market. You look at you look at Marvel, you look at DC, it's like, okay, cool, these are our characters, but they're not just selling comics and movies. They're selling video games, they're selling apparel, they're selling cologne, they're selling stationary they're selling everything around it and being like hey if you want to be an absolute marvel geek you can and you can have the branded wallet have the backpack have the everything and i'm not saying that you shouldn't because those things are yeah. nice and a lot of those things are really interesting to have or own when you connect with a certain piece of thing but when you look at it like a hey i'm not gonna ever wear a dc shoe because i'm a full marvel guy then it's like okay you should take a step back and maybe try to understand yeah. what you're attracted to may not actually be the content of the comics itself it may just be around the 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 need to get behind something mm -hmm. and yeah so again we're not saying if you are strictly a marvel fan that yeah. it's bad like if it's you not. know what it's you not. like just you know what you life. like just don't be a dick yeah just don't be a dick don't. about it because otherwise you're gonna end up a middle-aged sad sack dying in a puddle of your own piss ye. Ye. It you do can happen. stab me in the face now it do be happening <laughs> yo okay so i haven't read all of the boys or anything like that but i just saw a oh, video on how homelander dies and i'm like yo <gasps> 
I only watched the first season of that, and I was like, I don't need to watch any more. You know, it's a very good show, but it's also very trauma-triggering, and that's kind of why I stopped watching it. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's very good. I just don't... No, it's very well done. But yeah, I'm just like, look, I just... That's... I'm just sort of done with the misogyny and the okay, sexism I... and... Yeah. Can I admit something? Mm-hmm. I know what it's about. I know what happens already. I have not actually watched episode eight of um of Invincible. Really? I actually haven't because legitimately, it's one of those things where I'm like, I am okay knowing exactly what happens, and I will probably watch it at some point. But when that episode came out, I mm -hmm. honestly was going through like a very tough time in my depression. No, I really don't want to fucking experience this right now. Yeah, no, I still haven't watched uh, Squid Games because I've just, I don't think I'm still in the right mind frame yeah. for that show. I'm sorry, what Like, I think? know I'll probably love it, but what? Oh, I thought I heard you say something. I said, no, don't watch it. Oh, yeah, don't watch it? If, if I'm thinking with, with your... I oh, it's the one that everybody made the meme about already. I, I know, but I'm saying for you, knowing what you're going through that if you was, if season two was out it's good if yeah so because, actually that's interesting because des through. knows what i'm kind of going through interpersonally in my life right now i think that means you understand why i'm not watching that right yeah so pretty, uh -huh. basically anyone who's ever read invincible or now watch and experiencing the show if you have parental problems i will advise don't watch episode eight just watch one through seven skip eight and go right into season two whenever it comes out and that's exactly what I did. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Yeah. And again, oh please yeah. don't ever feel bad for honoring your own boundaries. Okay? Yeah. Like, you gotta take care of you first and foremost, everyone. I think I, I, think I mentioned it on the podcast, because Invincible gets comic-wise, and I don't know if the show's gonna do it, Invincible gets worse. It gets down, yeah. Very true. It will be. We know we say the word tripping, but no, this is like if you ever went through some shit in your life, and there's people who still going through some shit, like some very horrific shit. Invincible touches on it. So, yeah. And I don't know if the show will do it, but well, they supposedly they've done. I mean, theoretically, I haven't read the comics, but from what I've seen online, like they've changed some characters already, and like the the uh, like how some characters relationships are but not any of the ones that are important for the future i guess well no mark goes through majority of the shit that is will be triggered for some people so like the episode that you won't watch is mainly him mm -hmm. there's another instance of something like i said no matter who you are there's an instance there's a, a number issue run of runs in invincible where mark went something very traumatic and he left him with ptsd yeah, that makes sense. So, oh, I think you told me about that. Yeah, like I no, was, yeah, we no, definitely, it. yeah. You created an argument because you were like, "Yeah, they should show it." And we're like, "No, no." I was like, I don't "No, no, they should not." Oh, I think the question was, "Should they show it?" Yeah. I don't think Des was specifically saying they should show it. Yeah, I don't remember what saying. I was like, "That is something that I was uncomfortable reading." I was like, "Ah, uh, no." Yeah. 
yeah i I, like yeah there's a lot of there's (laughs) invincible and and um the boys are those two things where it's like i very much really appreciate and enjoy the fact that these kinds of stories exist in the format and like like media that they are it's just that there's like certain things where because of that because of how they are written you have to be aware of your like this is why it's it, this is one of those things where like it's this is why it's exactly super important for like people to to understand what comics can be as a medium because it's not yeah. just kid stuff it's not right just, and this is one of those things where like this is one of those prime examples where i'm surprised i haven't seen more like like you know religious mothers or whatever of any kind being like oh my god why are they making this like this is for like whatever this is horrifying content they need to take this off shelves whatever because my kid this my kid that it's like obviously ignoring you know most of the medium just because of how it's like just because of how it's stereotyped yeah and it's just it's cartoon it's for my kid you know what i mean it's fascinating because i know both of these stories were written what was it like mid to late 2000s yeah so pre me too but also written by white men um Mm -hmm. who don't fully understand and again like like to use certain traumatic events as um story points more as like shocking things and that's just always like what gets me is like it's it's just never done in a way that is um important to or good for the story and it's just more there to be like haha shock value and so it's just interesting to see these adaptations in a post me too world um again they're not bad like they are good it's just again i would just like to see a bit more representation in the writer's room yeah it's a it's a very interesting story that i don't think could happen in any other time period i mean i'm not talking about like poster pre me too i mean just in general like like our time period of of like human storytelling yeah because this is basically like when you look at it almost anthropologic or anthropologic blah, i don't know I'm, I'm anthropologically i think that's the word i'm looking for i might be wrong but if you look at it in that sense what is the difference between the Romans and the Greeks and their pantheons and their stories versus quote unquote modern America and their heroes and their media of like Titans and metahumans and things like that? Yeah. Less, less religious, but think about it this way. When, when civilization was focused around religion in general, as the massive way to to govern the the overall populace of the world you know like 1500s 1400s 1300s like like you know pre-modern times all like the largest buildings and the largest structures that any human was ever committed to making were all religious structures because those were the governance what are the largest things now theaters 
cities, centers, arts, like business buildings, all that stuff. Like it's less religious. But if you look at how massive an industry something like movie making or video games are, what's to say that like hundreds of years down the line, if humans survive and they look back at our time versus the things that they've theoretically may lose between now and then with being lost in translation through that same respect as how we don't know what happened to the Carthaginians versus, you know, the Romans. Right. It's like all that stuff is lost and we have no idea what their society was like, but we find things and we barely know. What's to say that they're not going to look back and say that we looked at people like Superman or Wonder Woman or whatever record is left being like these were their pantheon. Yeah. Well, and it's so fat because even now with like, you know, shows like uh, South Park or Rick and Morty or even their own current fans don't understand the nuance and um, the jokes basically at their expense because those two fandoms are some of the most toxic fucking fandoms because the humor is so... um, highbrow lowbrow like yeah it's either really niche and nuanced or so crappy it's literal shit humor right so like it'll just yeah be fascinating to see how people examine our entertainment (laughs) and so I i think the point i was trying to make with that was like kind of going back to um to the previous topic where we were saying that uh oh my god i was hoping i'd remember by the time i got the end of that sentence <laughs> um we were talking about oh my god there's a reason i brought up this example like Greek roman pantheon right there was a reason i brought that up oh my god Crap. to dc and marvel it had something to do with that. Yeah, oh my god, why did I bring that up? Shit, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm gonna You'll listen back to this and be like, oh, dumbass. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to message us when you... When I remember it. When you remember. But yeah. I bet that it'll be a great point. <laughs> Anyways, looking at uh, looking at at uh, comics and things like that as our theoretical le- legacy scares me. It's like how yeah. it scares me how w- I'm already probably at the age where if one of my nieces and or nephews ever discovers Britney Spears and is like, like, have you ever heard this? I'm gonna have a flashback and just be like, damn it. Oh baby, baby. Exactly. Cracking up because my sister Maria was getting upset about you know the sexual lyrics of a song with her kids, and I'm just like, bitch, we were fucking listening to Tupac and shit. Like, what the hell are you talking? Tell me, baby, why you think sexual lyrics only started now? Like that shit has been around for like fifty fucking years now, at least, at least. Head up. But, like, even Mozart had crass fucking humor. Like, he had potty humor. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, But it just was cracking me up. Because she was uh, getting so upset. And I'm like, girl. A mutual mutual friend of of, uh, Desi and I's, uh, Jenny, we had this, like, ongoing thing where we say, uh, like, hey, 
Milo you know, Venus. like we, like we'd stop in the middle of like whatever we're doing, right? Like sitting and having to smoke, or like sitting and watching TV, or talking about like a specific topic or whatever, right? And just like we'll stop one another in the middle of it and just be like, hey, 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 hey. You realize that people were doing the exact same thing we're doing right now, but hundreds of years ago. And what we mean by that is literally like, like the thought processes and the amount of understanding or capacity to understand were exactly the same, just that the knowledge of the general time was different. Yeah. Because I think there's a weird, a weird tendency for people to look back and think of previous generations or previous like eras as somehow less advanced, thereby less thinking. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of never been the case. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we've certainly broadened our horizons and, like, updated uh, a little bit in, you know, the terms of quote-unquote right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've always been the same. Again, like, just look at the history of the Spanish flu and people bitching about having to wear masks in 19-fucking-18. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've seen I've seen historical photos of people literally putting masks on their dogs. Don't complain. Yeah. Like, we're... We've always been assholes. The human race has always been assholes. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time is cyclical as are patterns and popularity of things. And speaking, yep. of, and speaking of being cyclical... D&D! Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I have a pitch. Are we going to do it? Are we going to talk about it? I already pitched my uh, one-shot idea to Christian. Now it's time for you, Benny. I waited. I was going to wait for us and the person for me. Okay. Hold on. Discord's fucking. You are sounding a little robotic. Is it just me? No, Discord is fu- Discord too. finally got me. I can make it out somewhat, but I, it is robotic. Discord, Discord got me. Got you. Then that's the signal that we need to go. Take us out, please. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and put a pin in that. But I want to thank you, Benny and Dez, for being here. Uh, much like much like the D&D session that we just had, we're going to have to come back to stay tuned because there has been some very interesting developments in the, uh, in the final kind of like... I, I like to think it's the mid-season arc like finale yeah. mm-hmm. it's the arc finale but it's not the end of the campaign so we're gonna come back to an interesting place in it but thank you benny thank so you Diz, for both. would being. you say this isn't even our final form <laughs> it is it is definitely not it is definitely not and we're gonna go ahead and talk about that next time thank you everybody uh stay tuned for the next episode of space oddity collective and, and stay safe. <laughs>